The Super the, Hello. The Super Bowl matchup is set. <laughs> Axel Foley wins some bets. The Chiefs pass swiftly through Baltimore, while the Niners have a pretty good comeback versus the Lions. There's a new co-owner at the Regal Beagle, and there's sweet freedom <laughs> in Seattle. And Dan Campbell. Wait. He just went for it again on fourth down. Next on Around the Couch. <laughs> you sure that wasn't a two-point conversion? <laughs> so, <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to Around the Couch, an NFL podcast brought to you by the DVR Podcast Network. Check us out at dvrpodcast.com. Become a patron at patreon.com slash DVR. Thank you, everyone, for listening and downloading we had some really great games, as Solo alluded to in his opening, our conference championships. We have an amazing guest tonight. Obviously, we all know that the Lions suffered a defeat by the hands of the 49ers. So we brought in our friend from Detroit. It's One Mike himself. You can find him on YouTube, One Mike. Look for him on Facebook. Mike, how you doing? I'm recovering slowly. It's been a it's been a long week, but man, I'm glad to be the uh, legendary first guest on mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> on the show. But yeah, man, I'm I'm doing good, and uh, I haven't I haven't actually talked about the Lions since that fateful day. So uh, <laughs> I'm uh, ready to ready to give my thoughts. All right, yeah. Well, we are ready. I'm going to let Heath take it away since he is the man. Solo, <laughs> guide us through this morning of the Lions. All right, well. You got it. Uh, and I'm so happy to have Mike on our pod. Uh, but you know what? The thing is, guys, Axel was so excited to announce our guest. He didn't even mention who the co-hosts are. So we have Axel. <laughs> Hi, Axel. We have Ando. Ando, how you doing tonight? I am doing great. It's, uh, yeah, just excited to talk some more football again and excited to have Mike here. I always enjoy talking to him, too. All right, and let's get this podcast started. Oh, wait, you know, we got Brett. Brett's here. Of course, BTK, our, our, uh, he writes all the comedic jokes for us. How you doing, Brett? Oh, I'm doing okay. I had a, as a neutral observer, I had a pretty awesome uh, Sunday of football. So uh, glad to talk about it with you guys today. All right. Well, what we want to do first, because we have Mike on, and a lot of times when you have a special guest, you got to talk to their publicist, you got to get a time to get him <laughs> on, and he has limited time, like an Al Michaels or, you know, all these special guests. So we have to, I want to get to it. So I, I was talking with Axel, and we were talking about, we know Mike's a big Lions fan, and we're like, why don't we get him on the pod and just let him start off the pod, get through it, and then because we go through therapy every week with our teams. Why not help a brother out? So Mike, <laughs> the lions, unfortunately I was rooting for you. They lose 34 to 31 in San Francisco, a tale of two halves, as Brett would say, um, like you just alluded to earlier, you haven't talked about it yet. So I don't know a safer place to talk <laughs> about misery than uh. talking to a Cowboys jets, Falcons, uh, Vikings fans. So here we go, brother. Welcome to the pod. All right. All right, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I kind of don't know where to begin. Did you guys have anything you <laughs> wanted to ask specifically? Or are you able to just, okay, kinda, yeah. just do just, I don't know. Just, I, I got you. Babbling. I got you. I got you, Mike. I'll get you started. So I know being a Lions fan, 
you won what the nineteen fifty seven championship was the last time in the Super Bowl era. Never so, made it to a Super so Bowl. So I've heard, yeah, yeah. So you heard. I, I think there's old films there in Axel's basement right, um, yeah, yeah. of the game, but and so it was it, it was rough. I know the eighties were rough, and then a guy named Barry Sanders comes aboard, and then next thing you know, in ninety one, you crush my Cowboys. Eric Kramer goes ballistic. <laughs> And uh, and then unfortunately lost to the Washington then Redskins in the '91 championship. Made it to the playoffs here and there, but hadn't won a playoff game until this year. Um, and and you did. You, you guys came through. You got to the NFC Championship, first one since '91. And so, as a Detroit fan, I know this is probably the best season of your life. <laughs> uh, <laughs> as a Lions fan, so when you're up. Was it twenty-four to seven at the half? Mm-hmm. What's going through your emotions? Are you like, is this gonna happen? Are you like, well, hold on, we got another half. I mean, what is kind of your mindset, and could you process it at the time? I have a uh, real quick. I have a a good friend of mine, Ernie, uh, who's a longtime Lions fan, much older than you, so he, he suffered more than you, but you guys still suffer, and he couldn't get his his head around it that, Oh my God, the lines are winning at the half of the NFC championship. And then of course, as soon as I texted him, it all went crashing down. So it's probably my fault. But <laughs> yeah. what, what was your mindset going in uh, during that time? Oh man, it, it was very similar. It was like, it really, it really felt surreal. Like I, I know that term is overused, but like when you are so accustomed and, it, and you don't want to be accustomed, that's a, that's a bad word to use to describe misery. But when you are accustomed to misery, <laughs> like Lions fans are like to be at that point was, it was surreal. It was like, like we are really 30 minutes away. Like this could really fucking happen. Now, now realistically, they've, they've had several games. They got off to a good start in the first half, have had a bad third quarter and then have had to kind of either scrape by in the fourth and maybe they dropped the game altogether or whatever. So I wasn't confident. I wasn't sitting there like, oh, man, this is this is going great. I mean, it was going great, but I wasn't, you know, I was still aware that at any time this could turn, and it did. But uh, it felt very, it was ridiculous at halftime. It really was. Because at the end of the day, coming into the season, there was a lot of hype behind the Lions it felt kind of unwarranted because they hadn't really proved anything yet. They, you know, they ended the previous right. season well, but that, you know, there was a lot of hype. And I, I, and again, given as accustomed as we are to misery, I, I was like, okay, I, I, I get the hype, but I'm, I'm, I'm not buying into it yet. And, and it wasn't until maybe five, six, seven games to the season where I started to get a little bit comfortable and, 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 and realize that it was a good team. But um, being so accustomed to that, if someone had told me at the beginning of the season that we'd be three points away from the Super Bowl on the road in San Francisco, I don't like I don't. I, I can't even. That doesn't even sound like a real thing that's possible. And it's what fucking happened. And like, it, it, the, this whole season has been surreal. And at the end of the day, you're right. It, it not even close by. F- far the best lion season of my life and they've had you know like you mentioned they got they got there 91 to the to the nfc championship they got um they had a you know a couple of trips with barry they had a couple of trips with stafford and megatron but never was the team legitimately good it was just like yeah sometimes they win more games than they lose and then sometimes (laughs) every now and then they stumble into the playoffs and get their ass kicked in the first round like but it never felt like wow this is a good team 
this was the first time in my life I was like, this is a good, like, this is actually a good team. And, and yeah, it was, it was an incredible season, man. Uh, yeah. I mean, and you saw the building of it, the the drafts. I mean, I remember when they drafted yeah, the Gibbs, 0-16 like, year, man, going, yeah. going back to 0-16 and, and, oh, and yeah. getting Stafford and then the, the ups and downs from that. And yeah, yeah. We've seen it all, man. Oh, it's amazing. Andy, do you, uh, you're a fellow, uh, NFC North, former Black and Blue Division. Uh, uh, what, what, what? Do you have anything for Mike? You want to get get into the yeah, mind you know, of a Lions I, fan? I hit that right before we went on the air. What are your thoughts about Dan Campbell? I was screaming uh, at my television a few times. I mean, I okay. watched a lot of Lions games because I mean, up here they're on the TV here all the time. So I've seen him many times. And against the Vikings, he does the same thing. And I know that's part of what got him here. But do you think he should have done things differently, considering the circumstances in the game? Okay, so that's kind of the elephant in the room, right? Where, yes. Like you know, like exactly, especially yes. because the lion like, we, in the room. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like we've seen, I think where the where the national media stands, but well, like, how do the fans feel about it? Like one of the weirdest things about this season, and it took time to get accustomed to, was his the likelihood of him going for it on fourth down, and it was one of those things where it never at any point it took getting used to. But it never felt like the wrong decision. It was kind of like, okay, we're confident in our offense to get two or three yards. You know, not, not, you know, all of us here are kind of accustomed to growing up in, unless it's like fourth and inches, you're either punting or kicking the field yeah. goal. You're not taking the risk. And, and Campbell's going forward on like fourth and three and shit like that. But like when you get used to it, and you have confidence in the offense that they're likely going to get it. And I don't know how often they got it, but it felt like they got it more often than they didn't. But even when they didn't, it never felt like it was too harmful. And then you had confidence in the defense, especially in the red zone, to either you know get a turnover, hold them to a field goal. It, it just kind of felt like, worst case scenario, they don't get the fourth down, but they'll probably be able to stop the other team anyway, and they'll continue to build on the lead that they already have. So, like, by the time we got to the playoffs, we're so accustomed to it that it it rolls off our back. We're going for it on fourth down. We're likely going to get it anyway. And if we don't, big whoop, we'll recover. It'll be fine. The first time he went forward on fourth down, I was okay with it. It was it was similar to a lot of the other times. It didn't feel great, but I was like, eh, okay, I, I can, I'm fine with that. The second one where... <laughs> We were down three and yeah, to tie the game. That was the one that field goal range. Yeah. To, that was the first time I didn't agree with it. I was like, I, I, I like you got to try to tie the game, man. Like we're on the road. It's the it, it's the conference championship. We've already given up the lead. It, there's not a lot of game left here. Even if you don't have the confidence in your kicker, uh, I, I don't know, man. You got to try to tie this game. And like, and and I get it. It's it's again lack of confidence in the kicker. Uh, confidence in your offense. And even if you look at the first time, we should have got it. It was the pass got dropped, but we should have got that that first one. And it's like, we're so accustomed to getting it. It probably felt like less of a risk than it was. I get it. But man, it just felt really bad to be down three, feel like, okay, we got a chance to tie this back up and to go for it on fourth down and not get it. That That kind of felt like that took the complete wind out of everything at that point. So um, I have no issue whatsoever with Dan Campbell as a coach at all. I have no issue with his tendency to go for it on fourth down. 
Uh, I don't recommend that he go for it less on fourth down. I recommend that we get a kicker that he's confident enough to kick the field goal at whatever the fuck it was. Forty, I think it was forty-eight something. Eight was one. Yeah, 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 something like that. Like something in the the forty to forty-five, forty to fifty range. Mm-hmm. I want to feel like we got a kicker that we're confident that this guy could knock down a forty-eight-yard field goal that we don't feel like we have to go for it in that situation. Um, that's what I prefer. I, I at the end of the day, the fourth down play calls. I've been happy with. All but that last one. So yeah, it, I was not it happy. Seemed like it was okay, satisfied it, with. It really seemed like it was a young coach that didn't quite. He let the moment get a little, and his emotions take over. And he did that a little bit in the Cowboys game on a couple of plays too, where it seemed like he made his like when the penalty wasn't called or whatever. I can't remember what the circumstances was in the Cowboys game at the end, but it, a couple the two times, point conversion. Yeah, yeah. And it was a couple of times where it seems like his emotions got so high that he overrid his own common sense. It seems like a coach, a young, a young coach will make that. I'd, yeah, getting rid of Campbell would be I, stupid. That's I, I agree. It did feel like that. Like it felt like he was kind of like feeling his own reputation at that point. Like, ah, <laughs> we got this. And I'm just like, but this isn't the wise decision though. Like I get, like, I get you're trying to live up to your reputa- reputation, buddy, but like, this isn't really the time. Yeah. <laughs> like that shit's a lot cuter in week, week 11. <laughs> It takes, it takes a good coach to it know. It fucking sucks when, in the fourth quarter of the NFC Championship. I'm sorry. Go, go ahead, Brett. I was just going to say it, it takes a good coach to know, you know, when to make that decision, when not to make the normal decision. You know, when when and the situation and, and the stakes also come into play. A regular season game, that's fine. But when you're, you know, two quarters away from going to the Super Bowl, I think a, a good coach needs to take that into play instead of you're not a robot on the sideline. You can't just go for it every single time. You got you know you got to judge the situation. So I think he 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 is still a young coach when it comes to that. Yeah, that's I, a I agree. great point, Brett. Yeah, and Axel, like I think uh, Lombardi said it this week w- with this, where you're up by 17. San Fran has the ball in the second half. They go get a field goal. Now you have a chance to match them and you'd still be up 17, a three possession game and the clocks work. And I think there was six and change left at that point in the third quarter mm-hmm. for that first fourth down. I get the mentality. Cause I, I think a few lions fans on ESPN, uh, I think on the McAfee show or whatever was like, if Dan went and kicked the field goals and we didn't make a, a, you know, and we lost, then everyone would have been like, why didn't you go for it on fourth down? So mm-hmm. the only thing I would say, and Axel, maybe you can uh, chime in here, is if if it, if Dan Campbell continues to be aggressive this way, but then it stops working next season or the season after, that's when they could be in trouble. And they t- and Lombardi talked about momentum. Giving the Niners one ounce of momentum is something you don't want to do. Analytics yeah. is great. They say go for it. But they don't say, well, what if the team then scores a touchdown after that? Where's the analytics there? It was like something like a 0.5 difference if they had gotten the first down or something to win the game. Uh, it, but Axel, I, I I know you got some Jets background, as all our listeners know. And <laughs> you could feel, I, I'm sure, like all of us, we felt for Lions fans because that was a crushing defeat that I've seen the Cowboys definitely that shit happened. Bouncing off face masks and fumbles. In oh, the, oh, that was painful. God. Yeah, that was painful. Um, this was uh, this was an amazing game, and my my mouth was open 
the first half, I was like, what the fuck happened to the 49ers? <laughs> then the second half, what the fuck happened to the Lions? And, you know, I remember one time a while back, I think on Facebook, Mike, uh, you were talking about how poor the Lions history is. And it was just an awful to be a Lions fan. And then I was like, but I'm a Jets fan. And then you were like, no, you really need to go like, look it up. It's worse to be a Lions fan. And then I went and looked it up. And then you looked it up and, and you were like, yeah. you're right. And I was like, you're right. And I was, I think I was, I was blinded by Barry Sanders, who I've said many times, not only one of my favorite players ever to watch on TV, but I saw him once against the Jets and it is the most amazing athletic um, display I've ever seen in my life by anyone. He was just amazing, right? But you're right. So, I mean, I can, you know, I can empathize and sympathize, uh, but it, it it hurts. But it is great to get there. Like the Jets sucked for my, almost my whole entire life. And then uh, we had Sanchez and we got to the AFC championship twice and we lost. Right. And um, for me, that was uh, I was upset, but I always I'm more of a journey person are you going to be able to to is that going to be able to hold you over this season cuz i think it was a great season the game was a great game yeah they fell apart at the end and you can maybe blame some of dan campbell there were some drops maybe is goff really he's a solid quarterback but is he the kind of guy who could really grit that and win a game like this i don't know so I don't know. I don't know if I have a question other than, you know, I know it sucks. I'm sorry your team lost, but it still was a great game and it's a great season to remember. Yeah. And and here's the thing, too. I wouldn't have even really had an answer for your question, whatever it would have been, because like I've never been in this position before where it's like, wow, my team's good now. And now I have to enter into a season where the fans of American football are going to be looking at the NFC and they'll be looking at like, this is the team that we should expect to contend to, to make it to the Super Bowl this year. I don't know how they're going to perform uh, under these circumstances. And I don't know how I'm going to perform as a fan. Like, I don't even, like, <laughs> I don't know what to expect. Like, cause this season was very black and white. Like they've never really truly been good. So for me, all I really wanted was for them to win the division and to win a playoff game, and I would have been beyond the moon, like, over the moon happy. So to get that close to the fucking Super Bowl, it, it's, I'm not even, like, yes, I haven't talked about it, but I'm, like, 0% sad. Like, it yeah, it, it sucks to lose, but, like, I'm so happy over, like, I, I just can't really explain how happy I am over this experience that I had watching this team this season and watching the playoffs and how just wildly they exceed so wildly they exceeded my expectations that I I can't even be disappointed. The wildest thing about all of this is that I'm leaving this situation looking at the drop passes, looking at that, that random fucking uh, one that bounced off the face mask, the, the fourth down decisions, the fact that we were on the road against the number one seed and we only lost by three I'm like, not only could we have won that game, like the worst part is like we probably should have won that game. And like that's like that's crazy to think that. And it's like, man, like we were so close. You could argue that we should have won that game. And I, I don't know, I don't know how I could be disappointed 
in that. Now yeah. going into next season with these same ex- with now the expect new expectations, <laughs> uh, disappointments is going to be a lot easier to achieve. So <laughs> I don't know, don't know what to expect. No, that's a great uh, that's a great attitude to have. But when you start winning and you start choking in the playoffs, yeah, then you'll, yeah, you'll, don't gonna worry be, about uh, that. Yet. Yeah, that's going to change. About, <laughs> I'm worried. Yes. Don't worry about that yet. You're you're some time away. But no, it's it's great because now your expectations next season is like, guys, we we're, we built something here. It yeah. wasn't yeah. the Lions weren't just a one hit wonder. They weren't like the knack doing my Sharona and then that's it. Yeah, this is like kind of building. some of the other Lions teams. This team has been built yep. from the ground up. And you you have another great draft. You start adding pieces. Ben Johnson's coming back for a curtain call. So, you know, hopefully great, Glenn great won't... news today, too, to, to show yeah. that confidence yes. in the team and the vision and where they're going to be like, I could have become one of the youngest head coaches. And I said, fuck that. I want to win here. Man, oh, that that <laughs> that speaks to like now, just how great this this. That has to speak to Dan, is right now. That has yeah. to speak to Dan Campbell, doesn't it? And how much people love playing for him and coaching. Yeah, for him. to everybody though. Like, yeah, well, to everybody yeah. though. Like the whole organization. He, I feel. Yeah. I feel like that speaks to to, to be like I could have become a head coach, but fuck it, I'm gonna stay here and I want to try to get that win here because this is what we built here. Like that that's cool. amazing to me, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like and you don't see well, that what, in sports. Yeah. Period, man. No. Nope. Yeah. yeah. Well, what he did was, from what I'm hearing, is his price tag was so high that the owners didn't want to pay it. But I look at it this way, a positive way. He's like, I don't, I don't think he wanted to leave the lines, but he's like, you know what? If they're going to pay me this amount, then I'll go. And kind of like, and, and they didn't. So he's like, I got unfinished business, Mm -hmm. you know, and he's another year of season and who knows? I mean, it's tough. It's tough, but it's good that he's coming back. And, and, and just what is your feelings? um, Mike, uh, like, cause Axel, I mentioned about Jared Goff. Do you, do you want the Lions to sign him to a new deal? Should I mean I know you have Henderson Hooker from Tennessee who was hurt and kind of sad all year, but are you are you happy to to continue with Goff at this point? We I will speak on behalf of all of Detroit and Lions fans. We're happy with Jared Goff. Like we right. we don't have like Jared Goff okay with everybody. Mm. But no no asterisks, no addendum to it. Everybody here, myself included. We're good with Jared Goff. All right, I like it. Yep. Um, well, and as hmm. at least three of our teams on the on, and Heath would argue him his team as well. Three of our teams suffered with no quarterbacks for most of the season. So just having even yeah. if Hooker's ready, having two great quarterbacks on your roster is not a bad thing. Yeah. Certainly isn't. So yeah, not well, in this day and age, yeah, yeah, uh, Go- Goff's gonna have to play his way out of that job. Yeah, Goffenstein, man. I like him. Um, before we let you go here, Mike, because I know you got to get going. We're hitting the uh, witching hour. Mm-hmm. Are you rooting for the 49ers to win? So no, you can I'm say not even going to watch it. I'm not even going to watch it. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm not going to watch it. You know, I was actually going to ask you that because I always go back to the 98 Vikings, the Randy Moss rookie year as my year. I thought they were going to win the whole thing. And I would. It, it took all my power to even watch the game because I was so I was so wow. Dis- when no, the Falcons man, this and the is, Broncos played at the Super Bowl, are you gonna not watch yeah. it? Do you normally watch it? Yeah, okay. and like, and that's it's interesting because normally I watch the Super Bowl even if I've only kind of sparingly paid attention to the to the regular season and the playoffs that preceded it. Mm-hmm. I'll still watch the Super Bowl, but now this season, like, the better the Lions are, the more I pay attention. So, like, 
when the Lions win, I'm all about football that that weekend. I watch I watch some games on the four o'clock. I watch some games at night. <laughs> I watch the, but when they lose, I don't watch shit else. I don't watch the sports the next day. I don't want to hear anything. I don't yep. feel bad about losing that game, but I'm not going to sit here knowing that we should have been there and then watch that game. No, fuck that. No, I'm not watching that shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely the fuck not. No, that's, that's crazy. I love it. I love it. No, I understand that. Wow. Mm-hmm. See, I always too. root for the team that beat my team because I, I always am like, I want to be beaten by the best so that I could say like, I, I agree with that. Know. And if I were to watch it, I might go in that direction, but the only thing that would hold me up is that if we had gotten like beaten, beaten, then I would probably be like, yeah, I'll cheer for the 49ers because I wouldn't have been beaten by the best. But like, I'm also kind of sitting here like, again, feeling like we should have won that game. It was such an insane game. So I'm kind of looking like, uh, like I I can't get past feeling like it should have been us. So I can't really sit there and be like, yeah, go Niners. Uh, no, fuck them, man. Like, yeah, no, that I, like, was, nah. that's why I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't yeah. want to cheer. And I don't want to cheer for the Chiefs either. So <laughs> that was yeah. that thing with that Falcons Vikings game when the Falcons and Broncos played. And I'm sitting there watching the whole time. Like we could have beaten the hell out of the Broncos. Why aren't the Vikings? I just got more pissed watching the game because I mean, oh, yeah, oh, I, 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 I agree with you completely, Mike. That's, that's kind of how I am. I would still watch it, but I would do it begrudgingly. Right. Yeah, I, I just, I, I don't, I don't see myself being able to watch. I, I just don't. Cause, like I said, every year of my life, it's never been an issue because <laughs> the Lions have never <laughs> even sniffed the fucking game. But now I'm sitting here like, we should have been in it. Uh, and then like the draft is here this year too, so like it's just gonna be Lions, Lions, Lions all summer. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm like, I don't know, man. I can't watch that game. I just can't. All right. Well, <laughs> we appreciate you coming on, pal. Um. Every, tell everybody where they can check you out. Yep. So uh, you can search me on YouTube, One Mike, uh, M I K E, not Mike like microphone. Uh, that's pretty much, I mean, pretty much it. You can find me on uh, Facebook as well, Twitter. Uh, I think the, at One Mike Network is the, the Twitter name. Search it on Facebook. Um, I'm putting out my uh, top 10 for movies uh, later tonight. So nice. um, that should be up probably in about an Ooh. hour or so. Uh, so if anybody wants to check that out, that'll be up. And I'm currently covering True Detective, just like you guys are, and um, Masters of the Air. And then I will be covering Tokyo Vice Season 2, which uh, is premiering on February 8th, I believe. Nice. Is it really? Yeah. I'll say, Heath, you watched yeah, that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that show. Oh, I didn't realize it was I can tell, I can tell by how your voice is. Uh, yeah. I'm going to catch up with that. <laughs> right. catch up with that uh, yeah. I got I to watch that show because Solo loves it. You oh, love it's it. so great. I yep. love yeah, that so, show. Yeah, so season two, oh. season two, February 8th, I want to say. All right. Next nice. week, some point, something like that. Yeah. Well, we'll Which network is that on? HBO, HBO Max. HBO Max. And also, you're going to be with us right Saturday doing our top oh, one. Yes. Yep, top yep. 100. Our top yeah. 10 TV shows. <laughs> That's going to feel like 2023. It. <laughs> it's going to feel like a top 100. Yeah. Man, top 100. I have everything on it. La Brea, fucking you. Hell, I'd have like Ace of Cakes or whatever the hell that is. Yeah. That'd be 98. Show, all the good stuff. <laughs> <Right>. House <laughs> of Villains. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> spoiler alert. Um, all right, everybody. Th- thank you so much, Mike. We'll let you go, buddy. And we're going to get on talking about uh, the other game that occurred. The lesser so, game. Yeah. Yes, yes. All right. Have a good one, you guys. Take care. Thanks, buddy. Right, talk to you later. Yep. Thanks, brother.
All right. Take us away, Solo. Oh, that was great. That was a breath yeah, of fresh air. Awesome. I liked it. That was a good uh Mike's great. Um uh do we do we have is anyone want to mention anything from the Lions game or are we pretty much covered? Well, I just wanted to say, like going back to Dan Campbell, I think he made the right decision at the end of the first half when he chose to kick the field goal. Begrudgingly he did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that I think just think there's a huge difference between up by 14 and up by 17. Mm-hmm. And he, he went up by 17 yeah. there. And then he had a, the same uh, decision to make early in the third quarter when he decided to go for it on fourth down. And I, I think I texted you guys. This is not like hindsight. Like at the time I was like, I'm yeah. like, what is he doing? Yep. Yep. You're just breathing life. We are. Yeah. Minders. So he has it in him to make to make that other decision. He just can't. Well, just I don't. Can't do I, don't it I don't remember where I heard it because I, I, this is not my thought. I, I heard it. I must have been on a different podcast or an interview or something. And somebody was <laughs> guessing that he was so pissed off that he had to kick that field goal in the first half that he vowed he wasn't going to yeah. do it again. Oh no, that's what oh, Lombardi. God. Lombardi. Okay, was, was it actually, Lombardi? Yeah, yeah. He okay. was on two different. Pot. He was on the Lombardi line, and then on on uh, GM Shuffle or whatever it's called, he said it. Yeah, that he, he if you watch his interview before oh, the half, right. yep. he's like With really regretful, yeah. <laughs> right? Yep. And he he said to himself, he put it in his notes, he's gonna go nuts now, like on fourth down. Yep. And that's what happened. But I mean, I don't know. Well, I kind of agree with the, you know, what are they, what's the old saying? Dance with the lady that brought you there or whatever, right? Yeah. Like they're going to play like that. So that's inherent in the play calling. I'm never one to think that a certain couple calls really, unless it's, I mean, you can say sometimes at the very end of a game, if it's like, you know, the guy missed a field goal, he fucked up, he missed a field goal. But, in this case, I don't know. It was just what an I guess, insane game. One of the craziest games ever. There were a lot of mistakes. Like, that that well, fumble yeah. um, on the very passes. first play yeah. after they came. Yeah. Uh, that, that was probably the biggest mistake of the whole game. Yeah. So there, there were a number of things. Or that, that. that catch that IU had after the – I mean, that should have been Lions ball because that was third down and long. That catch that bounced off of the defender and – I caught like on the two yard line or whatever the hell oh, that was. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. like the, the kind of like what Mike said though, the, the, the one that really bothered me is when you're, when you have a chance to tie with like five or six minutes to go in the game, it's the NFC championship game. That's the one I'm really like, well, I would. And that's part of why I brought up the inexperience thing too, because the, like at the end of the game there, even though they're still behind the, the call on the running play, when you have all your timeouts left and some of that, those just seem like plays that you're, you're just not used to being in that kind of high pressure situation. And you, it's you're not as experienced, so you make call, um, make calls that you shouldn't have because those two really seem like a rookie coach kind. Of, I, mean, I, you know what, rookie, but. I don't know, Andy. I don't know because I kind of feel like he. It, I mean, if you do, I, and I think I do think momentum is real. Oh, for sure. I mean, you can feel that, that playing a pickup game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. But I just feel like that's the attitude. Like he was like, we gotta win. You know, if uh, like, yeah. if we tie it here, they're going to score a touchdown. So I think I'm, that that's just the way oh, it, it goes. What What's up, Solo? Uh, oh, I, I'm sorry. I'm like, um, I, I'm actually, if you, I know Dan Campbell's style. And he had, at the end of the half, had a couple of seconds, he had to kick the field goal. If he came away with no points there, with, especially with the Niners getting the ball, that would have been bad. 
But I would have done this, and I, and this is just years of watching football, strategy, feeling momentum. You know the Niners weren't going to die. They're a damn good team, and they were going to f- go down fighting. When, they, when the Niners kicked the field goal on their first drive of the second half, I say there is when you match it and you go back up by 17. Um, yeah. But that second one he went for, I'm okay with going for it being like, to, you know, maybe the score is different then. But then it's like, you know what, I'm on the road, you know, let's go for it here. I mean, again, and you talk about plays. You're right. It was a three-point game. I mean, that late touchdown and all that. Um, But him calling that timeout to run the ball at the goal line. Yeah. I mean, that was idiotic. You you had three timeouts. That was the only way you're getting the ball back. You can't do a damn onside kick anymore. They screwed that for everyone. Which yeah. pisses me off. But he calls a timeout because they ran it with Montgomery and got stuffed. And he had to call his first timeout. And then they were left with two timeouts and the Niners were able to I run up. But he didn't out. have to call it. It was 56 seconds left. They could have run a play with about – they could have got together within about 10 seconds. And, and kept the timeout, yeah. And kept the timeout. Even and after the run. Then yep. an onside kick would not necessarily be yeah. required to complete the comeback yeah. at that point. Well, I mean, I think so, it highlights – what everyone watching the game knew in their heart and felt, which is that the 49ers were the better team and that maybe this is, and I think someone asked him after the game about like, uh, you know, do you think you can get back here? Like, is it like we've been talking about, are they now a good team? Right. Which I think they probably are. Um, yeah, as long as they stay healthy. Yeah, let's see what happens. Yeah, but there's in the no guarantee. And I would think free yeah. agents would want to come there. And but um, you know, I, I think uh I don't even remember what I was saying. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I would make it's them okay, favorites to win the NFC North next year. So um, preseason odds. Yeah. You know, you know everyone's gonna love Green Bay, but yeah, Detroit still well, it's gonna be interesting because now, you know, with salary cap, we don't know like who they have to pay, who might want bigger, con- you know, that, mm-hmm. that's, that's yeah, another thing. That's why intent- players, right? No, they do. They do. Which yeah. Is they're really the good. fifth youngest team, I think in the league, but you got to give golf a new contract. I think he's going to be due and there's certain, you know, you're going to, I mean, I don't know how, how they're at right now, but that stuff. You're right. You know, so although the off season is going to be interesting and you know, you just never know. I mean, Look at the New yeah, York Yeah, because today, today's football, today's football, that's the problem. It's not like you, without the pre-salary cap era, you could build and you get to NFC Championship, then you're like, well, we got our team coming back. We got the direct, you know, you know, we can sign whoever we need to and we can get back there, get back there. Nowadays, it, again, one hit wonders. You could, I mean, I mean, I think they have more of a foundation now and a structure in the culture. And I, I don't think they're going to go away. But you don't know. One year, everything goes your way. Great. Next year, you could have injuries. Your quarterback goes down, and you just don't know. But um, but then you could say, that's why you don't know if you're going to get back there. So go all in. So it you know it's easy for us to say because it's in hindsight. But you well, know what? Looking at um, their looking at their uh, free agents for next year, there's not a lot of their big key players are. I mean, none of their offense running backs, wide receivers, none of the big guys are. I mean, Josh Reynolds, he won't be asked back anyways. Um, no. Michael Bashley, they don't use him anyways. They don't even need a kicker, so they can just fill that with a different roster <laughs> spot. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater is retiring. I mean, they don't like none of the main 
there might be some defensive guys here that I'm missing, but there's not any of the big offensive guys in there. They click with the offense is what drives that team. So yeah, I think they they have to be. So they favorites. might be all right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Well, um, let's go to that other game that uh, won Axel a bet. The uh, yeah, number one seed Ravens. I think Mayor Carchetti was there and Bunny Colvin. And <laughs> I think they partied and ha- did a pregame in Amsterdam. Uh, if you watch The Wire, you would know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, but the Chiefs go in, Taylor Swift and all, 17 to 10. Kelsey had a million receptions. They go to another Super Bowl. Well, you yeah, know, baby. I, it's crazy. This Chiefs team, six consecutive AFC championships. I mean, Mahomes, I mean, when you got Mahomes, man, it's going to be tough to bet against him in the Super Bowl. I mean, he's Mahomes. He's on his way to becoming the greatest ever. Uh, sure looks like it. Um, so, you know, Baltimore, what what a – Lamar. I, I'm just I, – I just – it sucks because I know the feeling of being a number one seed and expectations, and then you sucking. So – who wants to start with this damn game? <laughs> um, I'll start. Well, I'll go. Oh. I'll go. Go ahead, Axel. Oh, go no, ahead. I'm just, I mean, I was the only, I seem to be the only human being in all of America who's happy. Um, besides, <laughs> besides a lot of Taylor Swift fans. Um, that, uh, that, that, Don't hide. That's, that includes you too, Axel. I am a Swifty now. <laughs> Due to recent yeah, I know developments, <laughs> I have become a Swifty. Um, so I now support Taylor Swift, though. Lachlan, I bet you think about me, I, even though you've never heard any of her songs. I literally know only "Shake It Off." "Shake It Off" is the only Taylor Swift song I've ever heard. I'm, I'm not even kidding. I, I, it's I've, it's just not a part of my life that I'd be uh, listening to Taylor Swift. But anyway, uh, Lachlan told me that. Uh, just an early spoiler that he does want the. Um, uh, the 49ers to win because he made a bet in class that he has to wear a Taylor Swift. He has to buy and wear a Taylor <laughs> Swift jersey, a Chiefs jersey, a pink. It's a pink Chiefs jersey with uh-huh. Swift on the back of it. I guess they're uh-huh. selling them now. Yeah, um, I've seen them. And uh, he has to wear that around school for a day if the Chiefs win the game. I don't know who he made this bet with. And I also asked him, who's, who's buying paying for it? it? Yeah, that's what yeah, I said. Yeah. Solo. Uncle Lando. I, yeah, I said, who's uh, buying I was going to say, Uncle Solo is going to get a phone call. No, Uncle got a Solo guy. already uh, <laughs> made too many bets with Lachlan. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he, he told me, he said, I am, Dad. And I said, really, where's your money? He goes, from my allowance that you haven't given me. And I was like, well, we'll see about that, pal. Um, <laughs> so what, what does the other kid have to do with the uh, Niners? I don't man? know. I don't know. I, I have no idea. But it really go is a big thing. It's like a thing where... The girl, like the girls, are like they love the Chiefs and everything, and all the guys are like, "No, she doesn't. She's not football." But whatever. Yeah, uh, I saw somebody with a T-shirt yesterday or the day before, and I can't remember what exactly it said on it, but it was something like, "My favorite team is the team that Taylor's boyfriend is on," and it's red and gold. And there's, it doesn't say anything about the Chiefs, but it's the Chiefs colors. I'm like, oh my goodness, this I, is. You know, I've come weird. around on this recently. Finding out that Taylor Swift is actually a secret CIA psyop implant, <laughs> I've learned this, and I support that. So because I support that, I, I like that. I think it's cool. I'm into like sci-fi and like 
like secret agent stuff. So now that I found out she's a secret agent, I am totally down and, for her. You know, I'm actually fine. Her dad was a college football player. So, I mean, she, and she actually knew Andy Reid like long before she knew Kelsey, I've heard the other day. So, she, like, Andy yep. Reid knows her dad and stuff. So, like, she's a football person. So, well, whatever. She's enjoying it. Good for her. And actually, this is backed up by I listened to what's his name? Ross Tucker podcast. I like that dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's yeah, funny. Too. He's kind of goofy. And he talked about how they grew up in the same town. And it's a huge football town. Former cowboy. He, he met her. That's true. He met her at the game, and she said, "I know you. You're from my hometown." And they kind of commiserated about it. So, look, there you go, Taylor Swift. But anyway, to the game itself, um, I fell asleep a little bit in the third quarter because <laughs> what the fuck happened in the second half of this game? It's like. The Chiefs, uh, the Chiefs, I don't think the Chiefs didn't score, right? It was no, 17. Correct. The Ravens correct, kicked a field yeah. goal in the fourth quarter, but it was like. No, I'm saying the Chiefs didn't score. No, they yeah, didn't score. In the se- whole yes, second yes, half. No. And the Ravens only scored three. Yeah, it was yes. three to nothing yeah. in the second half, all the scoring. That's- so it's like the game was over at halftime, and it pretty much was because I, I just felt like the Ravens got knocked on their ass, just even though they came back and scored that touchdown right after the Chiefs scored. Travis Kelsey, I won money on first touchdown. I think I won about 80 bucks or something on that. Um, you always got to take the tight ends. The tight ends. go Super Bowl, I'm telling you. Travis Kelsey, first touchdown. Do it. Well, That's the Ravens really definitely had their opportunities in the second half. The, yeah. There's that taunting call. Yep. That yes. moved the ball they, from they like were the making such dumb 25. mistakes, Brett. Yes, you're right. Four personal, flowers personal fumble. penalties. Yeah. Yeah, the goal line fumble. And then, they were of course, the, uh, the the interception into triple coverage in the end zone. <laughs> oh, that was so ridiculous. they left some points out yeah. there for sure. Yeah, well, and yeah. I think the biggest the biggest thing about it is the Chiefs ran the ball twice as many times as the Ravens did with their running back. Yep. Sixteen Gus carries Edwards. against so. the number twenty eight rush defense in the league, the 49ers, and they're passing twice as many times against. They're like the number four rated pass defense. Yeah. And the Chiefs ran it 32 times. The Chiefs ran more than Mahomes passed or more than complete passes. It's You wouldn't think those – I think I mean, there was some serious out-coaching here, I think, is a big yeah. thing that hasn't really been talked about. Yeah. Yeah, the, I mean, the, the, the Bills ran it down the Chiefs' throat, even though they lost. Mm-hmm. And it's like the Ravens, they were a running team. They, mm-hmm. It was a six carries or something, but yeah, the it, running backs were, have yeah had six carries. Zay Flowers had two of the carries. Yeah, yeah Justice Hill three and Gus Edwards three. How does how how is I don't get it? Uh, I, I, you know, and it pisses me off because I see teams again, and 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 this is the one thing that well, a lot of things piss me off in football, but this is the one thing is like everyone gets so damn pass happy that. In games like this, if you can run the football, it opens up so much more. And your identity is a running team, and the Chiefs have trouble stopping the run. Why? Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't understand why yeah. everyone gets too fucking cute. <sighs> yeah, they they out they out they got too. Yeah, you're right. They got They're too. They outsmarted Taylor? themselves. I yeah. mean, what are they trying to do? It's like fucking well, because no. if you pound the rock. It wears down a damn oh, defense if you do it effectively. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Todd, well, Todd later in the, the game. OC. Todd Muck in the OC for the Ravens. Munchkin land. Had, had a great season. It's just very perplexing that he 
had by yeah. far the worst, arguably of his NFL career, the worst game at that at that moment. I, it 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 does it. It's not explainable. It's mind boggling for sure. I mean, with all the talk we've had and everybody else has had about can the 49ers play with a lead or play from behind, I should say. The real conversation should have been can the Ravens play from behind because they obviously couldn't. It was yeah. like they they it was like they didn't know what they were doing out there. It was not the same Ravens team we've watched all year. It was I mean, the Chiefs defense played well, but the <laughs> Ravens played right into Excuse it. Me. Yeah, they they got you know what? I was thinking about that running thing and I'm like, this 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 smells like a game plan thing, right? Yeah. Like we're not yeah, running the ball. Sure. And then even when you're losing, we're not running the ball. And that kind of sounds like Harbaugh to me. That's, I don't know, like a hard headed motherfucker. You know? Well, and th- this is a stat I stumbled across here. The Ravens only had three early down runs with their running backs. So only three runs on first and second down from a running back against the number 28 run defense in the league. That just doesn't make any sense. Three runs all game with your running backs but, in the first and second down. But I do want to take the time here, fellas, to compliment the Chiefs' defense, which was the best defense of the day of all four teams and mm-hmm. is better, I think we can say right now, playing playing better than the 49ers' defense. And everyone's going to be talking about Purdy, and which rightfully so, and Mahomes, rightfully so, because he's the best ever, GOAT. Um, <laughs> but um, uh, Ken O'Brien is he's, he's, right. he's the first six there. years goat. Uh, true, but Chiefs <laughs> defense <laughs> is probably going to be the deciding factor. What and was the deciding factor in this game? Too. I mean, we talk about um, it's a good point that fumble, but that was caused by someone, right? That wasn't just a little. That I can't remember who it was. Got in there. Yeah, he got in there. Took that ball out. And they so and they relatively held Lamar in check, right, from running. Yeah, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So they had see, the Chiefs had a good game. Well, he had a, he had a couple long ones, eight for fifty four, yeah, no, twenty one yarder, but it wasn't like but he was not, running wild. Yeah. Yeah, not Lamar Michael Vick style. Um mm-hmm. but he did it, catch his own pass for a first down. That, that's right. Oh, that was that's you, right. Brett. That was amazing. Oh, I'm call, glad you oh, remember man. that. See, that was at one point Lachlan kind of had like walked away and I was like, get back here. Look at this. And I think I brought him back into the game um, <laughs> watching that. Cause, and then of course we went down the rabbit hole of like, I've seen this before. And we found out. Like, yeah. One, yeah. Brad Johnson. Did that it. was a Brad touchdown Johnson. though. He caught his own touchdown. That's yep. more, but and Mariota so had a good one too. Yeah, I think Mar- wasn't it? that's right. Mariota. I thought oh a God, jet Mar- player had one. I thought Darnold did that. But it just popped up real quick. Well, he was seeing ghosts, so you might have saw the well, ghosts. That's true. Now you're thinking of the butt fumble. Well, hey, he's in the Super Bowl <laughs> now, Solo. Yeah. Donald's in the Super Bowl that's right. now. So he could win a get a ring. Yep, he brought the 49ers <laughs> to the Super Bowl. They had to bring uh-huh. him in at the end of the season to win that last game, right? Or did he lose? I don't remember. I don't even know. I think he won. Uh, no, they they lost to Carson Wentz, right? Oh. No, I think they won. That last game? Didn't they? Oh, win? they didn't cover. Or, oh, I, no, I, I thought the rain. Oh, I don't. I don't even fucking remember. Seems like it was three years ago. Oh, God, um, I know. But yeah, no, I. You know. By the way, I heard the Brett Chiefs, say butt fumble. Yeah. Oh, he did. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but, well, say it again, Brett, just so we can all hear it again, because it's <laughs> worth remembering. No, the butt fumble disappeared. <laughs> remember, now it's the butt punt. Remember that. 
Yeah, no. <laughs> doesn't have the same ring to it. It doesn't have the same. <laughs> what did that? What did Axel say all season? Are you running up the ass, or what? what <laughs> running to the what is he? What is, well, I don't remember what the hell was it. Yeah, wait, some lines of Lyman's ass again. That's what. They yeah, did. Or something yeah. like that. I don't know. It's just, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, the it, it's. Blast. Yeah, the ass blast. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> ass blast. Um. <laughs> Uh, sorry, Jennifer Gardner's on my screen promoting her like little farm or whatever. She's it's still cute. Still cute, Jennifer. Oh, uh, I love her. Um, but yeah, it, it, <laughs> I I just want to say that it's not just Mike McCarthy making bad calls. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 even like teams that you don't expect it from. But give credit to Andy Reid, Mahomes, and the crew. They weren't great this year. I doubted them. I think Axel was the only one who didn't doubt him, and they they put it together and went on a wild card run and won their first two games on the road in playoff Mahomes history. And to be honest, the Chiefs, you know, I've come around a little bit on the Chiefs maybe in the last five minutes, but as much as I get <laughs> sick of the same teams winning, you know, it's a it's a at least it's not a team I hate. You know, I don't hate yeah. the Chiefs. You know, I like I Andy Reid. Yeah, I don't get why yeah, they're not hateable. Yeah, I, agree, I mean, you probably man. they're not. I mean, I know Kelsey gets shit because of the Taylor Swift. Well, you know what? You know, Taylor Swift's a good person. Kelsey's, you know, beer chugging brother. You know, Mahomes is just so is it, it is fantastic to watch coming out of Texas Tech. I mean, Pacheco out of Rutgers. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you it, it's actually I'm I'm in you know, and they did great for me last year when they beat the Eagles in the Super Bowl. So, and I definitely am rooting against, I'm rooting for them against the Niners because I hate the Niners, but I kind of like Purdy, but like a lot of people are like, at least the talking heads on ESPN and stuff, uh, you know, like game manager or Purdy's not that good. And it's like, God, give the guy a break. You know, he's gone to two NFC championships and one and a half seasons pretty much and got hurt last year. And, you know, yeah, he played like crap in the first half, but then he, came alive and, yeah he is you know, something he's a little well, spark Purdy's, plug man Purdy's yeah. first two seasons he now has more playoff wins than tom brady and patrick mahomes oh in their first two seasons so but granted yeah. mahomes didn't play in his first season that's except true. for like one part of one game but still he put yeah he started one the last game of the year yeah and then uh yeah brady didn't and come into he, a couple games into oh one and then he had yep. that incident where he bit alex smith leg and it almost fell off and it was it was just terrible <laughs> is that what happened? That didn't. That's not. Yeah, what happened. It might have. Oh, that was. It, it was right after the butt fumble. Operation. Yeah, that was the butt fumble. <laughs> it was on Thanksgiving, right? Yeah, I like Purdy, and Purdy is a great story. He really is. I mean, even when we talk about that game, we don't give him enough credit. Kind of woke up, um, but I just I had faith in Mahomes and and all and also the Chiefs defense, and they're just a smart team. They make smart decisions. They play fun too. They do crazy shit. I mean, if it had been allowed, that pass that Kelsey did earlier this season, that lateral, would have been oh, yeah. one of the best plays ever. That was so, oh, yeah. and it was a touchdown too. They just, and that might have knocked the Bills out of the, you know, mm-hmm. well, I don't know if it would have knocked the them out of the playoffs. Is, but came I close. think they're, they're fun to watch and entertainment. When we were talking about like best QB ever, Mahomes, Brady, hey, look. Brady is amazing. What he has accomplished is unparalleled. Mahomes is on that track, but we can't 
I mean, 10 years from now, we're going to be talking about let's did Mahomes do it yet? You know, I mean, Lachlan Foley is going to be the quarterback. Jesus, of the I know. I mean, seriously, it's a lot of years that Brady played. Right. And that's a lot of that's a lot of different teams. Um, but Mahomes is just amazing. He's just so fun to watch. He really is fun to watch. And he is uh, judging from that QB show on what was that on Netflix? Yeah, he yeah, is yes. the most super hyped motherfucker that ever lived. Like he is always hyped and he's always yeah. cheering everyone on and the whole team does that. And I kind of like that. Right. So that's why I can't. I'm usually not a front runner. I'm a Jets fan, but I'm kind of I think he rivals Baker in commercials. I think he's great. In the commercials. Hey, that commercial he is the most valuable bundler. That's, that's <laughs> Let me tell you something. That commercial when he acts like he's like, oh, really? I won. And then he opens his shirt and then the stuff comes down. And then Andy Reid goes, I got to start locking <laughs> the doors Reed. in here. Right. Yeah. That is funny. Come it. on. Those commercials. I love great. Andy Reid in that. He's like, <laughs> get the hell out of here. And then yeah. they go then back I- to him and he kind of giggles at the end. Right. Like just before. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. Well, I love the one where he, he's got the hot tub. And then, like, you know, and the guy's the coming in to play. He goes, who was that guy? Like, <laughs> it's so, like, it cracks me up every time. Oh. Anyway, oh, I'm glad yeah. Aaron Rodgers isn't doing State Farm anymore. Yeah. Discount double check is gone. It's, but uh, That's true. Oh, it'll be back if he gets past four plays next year. So like, <laughs> it'll um, be back. Okay, so one thing I definitely want to go over next Um because we got, you know, we got about 25, 30 minutes left in the show. Um, Brett, so your Atlanta Falcons finally hired a coach and a new OC. Raheem Morris is now the coach in Atlanta, not Belichick, not Brable, you know, not a hustler, not Michael J. Fox. They interviewed everyone, but they got Raheem Morris and Zach Robinson, the OC of the Rams as well. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if he was the actual OC, might have been quarterbacks coach, it, right? But he was, he's coming with it. Yeah. Something like that. Quarterbacks coach, assistant. Yeah. Uh, something or other. But yeah. I don't think he's called plays before. So th- that okay. he is yeah. a rookie. He will be a rookie when it comes to play calling. But he was uh highly coveted by many teams. So and he knows Raheem Morris well, obviously. So I think that's a good move. So are you excited or are you disappointed? It's not a Belichick or a Vrabel or a Harbaugh. What, what, what is the, what is your sources? What are, what is the fandom of Atlanta in Athens particularly uh, saying? Well, personally, I am excited. In fact, three weeks ago, y'all asked me who I wanted to be the head coach. And I actually <laughs> said Raheem right. Morris at the time. Oh, that's right. Because, yeah. He does have the head coaching experience that I think Arthur Blank was looking for. Um, he was on the team previously for six years, I believe, and four of those he was the wide receivers coach. In fact, the year that we went to the Super Bowl, he he worked under Kyle Shanahan as the wide receivers coach. Oh, so he has he yeah, another disciple. Yeah, he has the offensive and the defensive experience. He was he, he was raised under Monty Kiffin in Tampa Bay. He uh, it was 15 years ago when he was first hired as a head coach for Tampa at the age of 32. So the fact that he has like a 17 and 31 record in three years, 
I don't think anybody really holds that against him. That was 15 years ago? Yeah, 2009 is when he was hired. Holy oh shit. So I would not have guessed that. He was 32, so he's 47 years old now. So he's been around the block. He when he left Atlanta, he went to LA. They went to the they won the Super Bowl his first year there as the defensive coordinator. So he has, you know, he has a taste of the playoff success. Um he, he the players absolutely love him. Um he works well with rookies and, you know, veterans and you know, future Hall of Famers. It doesn't matter. It seems like all the players can work with him, learn from him, and love him. So he he like checks all those boxes. So yeah, I'm I'm happy with the hire, and I think there's a decent um, a percentage of the fan base that is happy with the hire. I think uh, I don't know, probably a little more than half. I know that there's some that it it seemed like an underwhelming choice. Just because he was, he was actually our interim head coach when Dan Quinn was fired in 2020, after going 0 and 5. Oh, he, that's right. And he went 4 and 7 the last 11 games, you know. But I'll, that's that's not bad in my opinion, based on what he, what the situation he was forced into. So, <clears throat> but the fact that he did interview for the job and he was passed up for Arthur Smith. I know there's some people in Atlanta were like, well, why are you hiring him now when you had a chance to hire him four, three years ago? But I, to me, it's like, hey, learn, learning from your mistakes is a part yeah, of life. I was going to say nothing you wrong know, with admitting you made a mistake and, and fixing right. the mistake. That's something to sign Maybe he wasn't quite ready there either at that time. Maybe, you know, they felt, I mean, yeah. I know Arthur Smith didn't work out, but he was the hot coordinator for the Titans, right? And, you know, yes. and they were looking for someone offensively and, you know, it, it, it just, it, it's the way it goes. Sometimes it's, it's like, Hey, everyone wanted Pierce Brosnan for the bond, but he couldn't get a remnant steel contract. So they went with Timothy Dalton and they eventually got their man. So the Falcons and got their man. I'm guessing you correct me if I'm wrong, Brett, but I'm guessing the people that aren't happy about it are most likely the type of fans that the only coaches they know are Bill Belichick and they wanted, they expected, they didn't, they don't actually know who Raheem Morris is, and they just they want the flashy name. Or it's like the Vikings fans who say, "Why can't we have? I don't want Kirk Cousins. We need to get Patrick Mahomes." And it's like sometimes that stuff's not possible. And or yeah, I know, yeah, just <laughs> right. go get Patrick Mahomes. There. Yeah, yeah. You know what? It's shocking how many people say that to me when I try to defend Kirk Cousins. I'm like because there's only one. That's the same thing. It's I they know. just want the name. It'd be my guess is what some of those squeaky wheels are saying. Yeah, and even even like the young hot names like Bobby Slowick, like. Because he has the potential, like you, they have seen Raheem Morris as a head coach before, and he didn't do that well. Well, that was 15 years ago. First of all, yeah. well, Belichick didn't all. do well with the Browns his first go and around. Andy yeah. Reid struggled with the Eagles too. I mean, yeah, it's... Belichick was a Jets head coach for three hours. Right. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Wait a minute, you've had three hour a three hour greatest coach of all time, a four play quarterback. <laughs> oh, poor <laughs> Jets! Wait a minute, Mike. I don't know the Jets. Oh, Mike lordy, be. lordy, lordy. You um, know what? Mike still has 0-16. That trumps anything we all of us have. Uh, I do have a 1-16. No, yeah, you do. But your 1-15 was followed up with a Super Bowl. The Lions are the later, worst. So. I yeah, did the true. research on it. He's right. I spent a good long time looking on my phone. <laughs> I'm an expert yeah. now. I looked at my phone. It, it, I'm an expert. That's the way it works, right? You look at your Correct. phone. Correct. So uh, I'm just going to fight. I'm just going to um, list some of the hirings, and then we can – talk if we want about any of them or not 
And okay. then uh, I have one thing uh, about Jerry Jones I'd like to bring up. Oh, boy. Okay, yeah. <laughs> All right, oh so boy. we got yeah, in Philly, as we know, Sirianni's saying. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, Kellen Moore sorry, is now sorry. the – the Philadelphia Eagles offensive coordinator oh, what an and, Vic Fa- and, and, Vic, <laughs> and Vic Fanny Pack Fangio oh, is uh, that's going to go well. The DC, yeah, that's not going to yeah, go well. That's great. Uh, and Mr. Horn uh, and you know, hold on, stop for just a second. Great. Kellen Moore, okay, he leaves the Cowboys. Their offense gets better. He goes to San Diego. Their offense gets worse. How, is this guy failing upward? I just don't get it. I don't get it either. I don't. He 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 he's awful. I mean, I'm not gonna say he's awful. Yeah. He he's not this mastermind, or he'd be a head coach by now. He must just be a great interview or something. I just or, don't get or, it. or does what or the maybe, coach tells him to do, right? Oh, that might be. Or, or you know, Eagles ownership is Boise State fans. I don't know what um, happened but, with the sigh there. I don't understand because they elevate him. They're celebrating him. If you watch the, or remember like Monday night football when they were on and, uh, or Chris, or was it Sunday? I can't remember whether it's Monday or Sunday. It's Sunday that Chris does it. And he was like, oh, Mike, this Desai, he's amazing. And they, and then all of a sudden, uh, Desai, who was the was the defensive oh, coordinator for the The Eagles. one that got demoted and Patricia. Yeah, then he got yeah. demoted. Now he's fired. He's fired. Yeah. Yeah, it just I seems like they had bad. Something's going on in the locker room. Well, there. Chris just, Collinsworth loves everyone. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's that's a cult, true. There's blood. there's a culture thing going on in yeah. Philly, as is in Dallas. There's 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 some stuff going on. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Brett's guy who uh, wrote a book with his wife. He had a porn addiction and <laughs> drink binging. Oh my God, who doesn't? <laughs> well, you, well, you brought him up, but I had no idea. Dave Canales was this. Was this yeah. awesome dude? Um, Brett, you better get, you better get him on the show, guys, buddy. Let me tell yeah. you something. I mean, this he's hired a, as the Carolina coach. This is a great world, and I'm telling you, we should all follow this guy's example. You cheat on your wife, you do lots of illegal, illicit drugs, you get fucked up and have fun, and then you say sorry, you write a book, you make some money off of it. This is wonderful. This guy's <laughs> got the American it out. dream. <laughs> oh, I know. I got and my book ready to go. It is, it is faith blown away. There's also faith-based rehabilitation yes, too. So true. he talks oh. about how he, you know, he, uh, he's found God and everything. So mm-hmm. it, it's a, I'm sure it's a beautiful book. I'm sure it sounds. I'm sure like it is. It. Um, and it was we talked before Ben Johnson, Lions OC staying, and yeah. Bobby Slowick, another you know the hot new, he's staying in in Houston. So that's that's I think that's smart because it's so easy like to have that one big year as a OC yeah. or. Yeah, DC, and then to go head coach, and you're in over your head. Like we were talking about Raheem Morris, maybe it just wasn't his time 15 years ago. But you learn, and you pick up new things, and you mature, and you get respect. And um, that's why I like the uh, Raheem Morris signing in Atlanta because, like you said, the players respect him. And if a coach doesn't get respect, you're done. I mean, you're, you're done. Um, speaking of respect, a hustler is excited about this. Arthur Smith. <laughs> Gonna be the oh, Steelers. Wait, wait, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Oh, I have a uh, a direct quote from a hustler. Oh, um, nice. there we go. About this, uh, let me just scroll up a little bit because this is some other news which I won't share on the podcast. Oh wait. <laughs> um, okay, now let me 
uh, let's see. Okay, now we're talking. Somebody's talking about a human implant. And somebody's talking about Chat GPT. Oh, now we're talking about Phil McConkey. Um, <laughs> Phil McConkey. It's uh, a hell of a conversation. Not related to yeah. Lad McConkey. Yeah. Not related. Oh, okay. <laughs> so the Atlanta Falcons coach, Arthur Smith, I hated the most and wanted to get fired as the new Steelers offensive coordinator. Fuck Mike Tomlin for picking him. That's a hustler's response. See, typical Steeler yeah. fans don't know what they have with Tomlin and they're what they want to ship him out. He's no Jason Garrett. I get this He's, argument yeah. with him all the time. Solo. Yeah, I know. Unbelievable. I know. He hasn't had enough. Yeah. Mike McCarthy's yeah, the players. Mike play the front office. His, yeah. Man. He's not necessarily making those decisions. I mean, I'm sure he has a big, um, a big, big say, uh, but well, he should have a big say. He's one of the best coaches of all time. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's no, I don't get. Well, you know, I honestly don't know. Yeah, I honestly don't know if it's a it's a good hire or a bad hire because yeah. it, it was absolutely terrible the last three years with the Falcons as the head coach and play caller. But under the Titans, he was like one of the best OCs in the league for, yeah. for that period. Well, so, those Vrabel yeah. that Vrabel run right the one year the run they they made. Um, yeah, so yeah, with Tannehill. So, you know, I think a lot of problems when you don't have a quarterback, everything else seems to you you want everything else to be the problem or you think everything else is the problem. No, I mean it's not. Maybe he's one of those guys like Monty Kiffin, where one of the best coordinators ever, but when he every time he was a head coach, he didn't have success. I mean oh. or Wade Phillips sure or somebody like that. It's like I'm not sure how he was so bad at handling, you know, Bijan Robinson and and Kyle Pitts. Like it, it, it's it's flabbergasting his play calling in yeah. Atlanta. But maybe he was overwhelmed with the duties of a head coach or the stress or something. I don't know. Um, well, I guess we'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see. Um, speaking of seeing. Oh. Former Miami Hurricane national champion Ken Dorsey is now the Cleveland Browns OC. Um, Eric Washington is the new DC in Chicago, and Demarcus Covington uh, was named the Patriots DC. Um, I don't, and of course we got Mike McDon Mike McDonald, not Mike McDon Mike McDonald is the head coach in Seattle, so no Dan Quinn. So Washington is the only head coaching job open as of right now, unless we get some weird Jerry Jones firings. Um, so it'd be interesting to see happen? who's going to get that, which could happen. Um, yeah, it's interesting. And uh, I have the, to say, uh, the, oh, go ahead. To say the Packers hired a new defensive coordinator too. Uh, Jeff Halfley, the head coach at BC. Oh yeah, Haley is it Haley um, or Healy? I was thinking I thought, the Jeff. Oh, maybe I maybe I wrote it down wrong. But yeah, no, it's head coach at, I, I could have head coach it. at BC, and he he was the DC at Ohio State for one year, and they were first in total defense in the NCAA. That's right. Theory. Yeah, DC Boston there, College. So, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so real quick, let's. I just want to mention how bad the infrastructure and culture has become in Dallas. Uh, Jerry Jones, honestly, I, I don't even know if he cares about winning. As long as the Cowboys are in the news and he makes his money in the brand and everything, it's like, it because if bad things happen around the Cowboys, everyone's talking about them, and then all the Cowboy fans are defending it. So he loves that shit. 
So we got senior bowl practice, senior bowls coming up and all the GMs go down there. Well, Jerry's the GM. He's the only billionaire that's actually down at the senior bowl. So of course the reporters grab him and interview him. And they start asking about McCarthy and he's, and he makes a sly comment of, they're like, you know, you know, you guys have done well under McCarthy in the regular season, but you've come, come short, you know, in the playoffs three times. And Jerry's like three times. Is that, is that the count three times? And, and, and he basically didn't defend McCarthy. It's basically just like, yeah, we've cut, we've done well in the regular season, but have really come up short in the postseason. And then he was asked about not on camera, but on like when you're walking away, you could still ask questions about Belichick. And he goes, yeah, I like him. I, I could work with him. I think that was, there was some quote like, yeah, I, I could work with him. I'm like, if you're so McCarthy backing up McCarthy, why would you say something like that? I mean, we know Jerry's in his eighties and he's shot off his mouth many a times, but culture wise, then this whole thing with Dak Prescott with, you know, CD lamb's mom saying Dak's not it. Micah Parsons brother saying, you know, take 30 million of team friendly and sign everyone. Up. I mean, and no one has come to the defense of Dak Prescott, not Jerry, not McCarthy, not Micah Parsons, not CD lamb. So, I mean, I didn't see it all year, but in the playoff game against green Bay in the first quarter, I saw CD lamb, you know, getting frustrated. I'm like, you just had the greatest season of your life. And now in the play, you know, so I don't know if there's something more going in. And, and the thing is, if I'm Dak Prescott, do I, do I even want this shit? Do I even want to play in Dallas with the scrutiny? I mean, I know he has come up short, but I don't think he deserves all this bullshit um, either. And, and I don't even know if Jerry knows what he wants. And it, it's just a freaking mess. And the Cowboys will never win with Jerry running the show. I, I just, I, I, I see that now. There was times where I felt that way. Him uh, firing Jimmy pissed me off so much. Bring in Switzer. Yeah, we won a Super Bowl with Jimmy's assistance, but then it all went to crap. And then he had to bring in Parcells. I know Parcells didn't even win a playoff game there, but he changed the culture. And then, you know, I've talked about this poor Wade Phillips, Jason Garrett, McCarthy, and, and just uh, so much is about the culture and about you know, who's running what. And he, I feel like Jerry divides a locker room and, and, and and it's just, I don't know. Do you think that comment about Belichick was him just trying to keep the Cowboys in the, in the conversation and keep people talking and get him out in the media and not even really something that he's even thinking about just a a, a carnival barker kind of move. It's possible. I I, I don't know. I don't know. I think if you're, if you're fricking Jerry Jones and you get granted, you, you know, if he would have been fired four or five times as GM already through 30 yeah. years, you know, but he can't cause he, he's the one that does the hire and fire. And uh, if, if you wanted to win bad enough and change the culture, you, you bring in Vrabel or a Belichick, but you don't, uh, it's just, and then he's, he doesn't know if he's going to sign Dak. He has a 59 million cap hit. And, you know, do you pay Dak Prescott $300 million? I mean, he's better than most quarterbacks, but, I mean, I mean, but no one's really talked about how the defense crumbled. Now, did the defense give up because they don't like Dak anymore and they kind of just suck? I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know. So I'm just, uh, Jerry, what are you doing? What are you doing, Jerry? Jerry. Jerry. Maybe he's just, 
actually undecided about what to do with McCarthy. Maybe he was kind of like pressured into making a statement within a few days since everyone was talking about it. But in, in right. his heart, maybe he's he's still not sure. I don't know. I could, like I said, I could see him like in a very inopportune time, like in in March or April or something, just decided to fire, <laughs> firing you know, McCarthy yeah, and, and going with somebody else. All of a sudden, Mike McCarthy's not in the war room at the draft. Like, where's McCarthy? Well, that's what I think I had said one time uh, a week yes. or two ago. I was like, what? What would he just go through the draft and then fire him and then bring in, try and bring in Belichick or Rabel, so then he still had full control over the draft? Would he? But he'd still have to give up control to those guys of some kind. They're not going to come just to be a yes man. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I. I, I don't know. It, it, let's just say I'm not excited for the future of the Dallas Cowboys. Let's put it that way. I, I'm just this well, lame duck coach thing and everything. I'm just. I'm just. Well, I've so never well. been so angry in my life. <laughs> this team. Oh my god. Well, hey, did I'm you angry. see the uh, athletic article about the Jets today and Hackett? <laughs> yeah, I <did>. Yeah. <laughs> so, I was just listening to the podcast before we uh before we got on. What is it the guy's name? Zach Rosenblatt of the Athletic Can't Wait. They do the the name of their podcast is Can't Wait. And um yeah, Zach Rosenblatt and, and Diana Russini who earlier in the year had been the ones who reported um, they were the same team that reported that Zach Wilson was hesitant to come back and start because he was afraid of getting injured and they had already told him they were going to trade him. So there's all all types of shit about Sala being – like threatening to take away coaches' cell phones and all yeah, kinds of it's just stupid crazy. shit, and also being like such an Aaron Rodgers fanboy that it annoyed the other people on the team. Like they were like, "Stop talking about Aaron Rodgers." We got it, and then he wasn't available to Wilson. He was telling everyone, "Oh, we talk all the time," and actually, he couldn't directly call him. He wouldn't sp- like he didn't have that kind of relationship. He didn't want him calling him, which. That sounds about right. I mean, all this is, you know what, Saul? Everything's bullshit. I mean, even with the Jerry shit, you still made the playoffs, right? Like, that's awesome, you know? And I know it's a different kind of 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 pain yeah. to not be able to get over the hump. But uh, all these owners and coaches, it, that's why I always like it when new, younger people kind of come up, you know? But then I guess they just become these old assholes anyway after enough time, right? It's just a circle, Axel. It never ends. It's like, I mean, then again, hey, I loved Leon Hess. I thought he was a great owner. He was a great man. But he did stupid. He fired Pete Carroll after one season because he wanted to replace him with fucking Rich Kotite. Yeah. Because he loved Rich Kotite. And then look, oh. I mean, you know how well Rich Kotite has done in his career, and Pete Carroll never coached <laughs> was another one. day. Was it really, <laughs> Rich? Wasn't Rich Kotite one of the sweat hogs? I feel like he would have been a sweat hog. He, he should have been. He, yeah, um, he used to yell at reporters. Yeah, he was like Mr. And Bob. you know, I had mentioned this in the text how you know owners just did their things, and like you'd have the local news, maybe something, but now with the twenty-four hour news cycle. Twitter, social media, yeah. everyone having a voice. Owners are getting called out more for their stupidity. Yeah. And they but they don't like see it or maybe they do hear it. Oh no. Solo, that was one of the parts of this article cuz on the podcast they say it that um Zach said that that he had from many sources 
that uh, Woody, the owner of the Jets, Woody Johnson, Silver Spoon gentleman, if there ever was one. Woody Harrelson. Uh, I would rather it be Woody Harrelson. That, that would be entertaining as hell if Woody Harrelson like had a lot of fun. You know, a natural born killers night at the Jets game. Um, <laughs> at Key Lime Pie. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but he was saying that um, he had many sources saying that Woody would actually forward tweets to Sala, like from fans. Oh wow! <laughs> like from fans that were because there was a lot or had a lot of likes or something. Now I mean, <laughs> we know Woody Johnson's a good dude, but that's just like really silly. But that's all. I mean, this is a yeah. This is our country now. It's like billionaires just sit around looking at Twitter, thinking that that's what's important, and, and then they you know. Yeah. They buy football it, it, teams it, to show how small their penises are. Well, and these owners too. I mean, these football football has grown so much, and these franchises are worth so much money now. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, it's insane. What I mean, it, it, it's in, it's incredible. I just I it's it's just it's just kind of a mess. I'm not gonna say we're going through a transition, but it just seems we know too much. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I just imagine you know in the '90s, the Cowboys, all the shit that the bad shit they did that wasn't in the media, that was just oh. rumors and stuff. Yeah. Oh I know, but these God. these poor players can't get away with that shit anymore, man. You know what I'm no. saying? Like they used to be able to have fun. <laughs> yeah, no, not anymore. <laughs> now they're on TikTok uh, if they have fun. Remember uh, Pac-Man Jones always going to the strip club. Oh, I never so understood. He's like, it's like stay away. And he's like, well, they have a good lunch special. I'm like, why yeah, are you going to a baby. strip club for lunch? Yeah, That's awesome. I, I guess buffet, <laughs> you know, seaweed, sushi, whatever. I'm all for strip but, clubs. I'm sex. So, what's our plan? So, next week we got the Pro Bowl games this weekend, of course. Yeah, we're doing a special uh, then, recap of the Pro Bowl games live after every event. <laughs> live, right? live after every event. Yes. Uh, I'm actually. Well, I get and it's, gonna, I it's also going to be on Brett's Olympic Summer Olympics pod oh, feed that's true. as well. So. That's true. Uh, I am actually excited for this because last year that was very funny kirk cousins put on a show in the quarterback yeah. thing that was a lot of fun so i am recording all of it I'm, I'm i'm gonna be gathered around the tv to watch the uh flag football game with lachlan i'm into and it and there's a do- there's a dodgeball game i think yeah this it's cool. see this it's is fun. the thing guys this is the thing the dodgeball the court that's been going on and televised for years they just rebranded it because they're not doing the game anymore but this stuff's been going on like i remember i think the other day he goes oh they have dodgeball yeah they've been playing dodgeball for like a decade over a decade been doing this but it's been like on a thursday night whatever well, didn't they used to, i think they used to do like sand sand ball or not sand i think it been sand yeah, flight football. Done, didn't somebody one year they did it but in yeah. in the late somebody 90s they Achilles did it but robert l or robert edwards running back for the patriots yeah, he basically ruined his career, so they stopped yeah. that. Ando's right; they um, did beach games at one point. You're right, Solo, but this is still the way they're doing it and making. No, it's it a rebrand pro- and it's, more. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's better. It's better than the dumb game. I mean, God. Well, and the best thing—I don't oh. know if you guys heard today or not—with all the people drawn out, Minshew Mania will be running wild at the Pro Bowl. Oh, because he nice. got named to the Pro Bowl today. Because <laughs> like all the yeah! other Solo is super. Yeah! Out. he's gonna yeah. punch his dad in the airport now. Just at the airport, chugging a beer, playing pickleball naked. Yeah, he, he a hit that bonus jacket. in his contract too, where he gets a uh, free Burger King. 
Oh, that's, that's awesome. awesome. <laughs> Two more meatless patty, special sauce, lettuce, cheese. Lettuce, cheese. Oh, wait, that's a big bag. That's a big Yeah, but, but, uh, but, uh, have it your way. Yeah. And the Cowboys, the Cowboys are now have 10 people in the Pro Bowl games because, uh, of replace. Yeah. I'm like, really? Those guys have 10 Pro too. Bowls. They keep on name. Every day I look at Facebook, it's like, name, there's a Pro Bowl alternate. Sauce's well, grandma. When I when I saw the thing about Minshew, I think I had said five of the six quarterbacks that had been named have pulled out. So, <laughs> like Lamar isn't there, Patrick isn't there, oh, like all the. I want them to do the skills events though. That's so fun. They should. Yeah. Maybe they yeah. should do it after the season, but nobody wants it. It's over. They're not gonna. They've got. I missed it. I I liked. I mean, the Pro Bowl worked when a lot of these guys, they needed that bonus money. They weren't getting paid like the players are now. Now it's just, it's there's no incentive. But I loved after the Super Bowl, you'd in Hawaii, you'd have a, a game. I just enjoyed it. I loved it as a kid. I loved it through the years. And then it was the one year that before the teams were going to go on strike, they were doing the Pro Bowl in Miami. And uh, it they basically didn't hit each other and pe- and people were pissed. And then that began the downfall. Yeah. Then the no uh, blitzing the and the no, everything. I, yeah. I, you yeah. know what though? I understand it and I get it. I mean, these guys mm-hmm. get paid so much money, you know, like I, 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 you're right. Solo back in the day, I can remember in high school and before, like they were actually good games, you know, like people would play, oh, yeah. right. But, Dude, especially in the early nineties, over. there were some amazing, they went to overtime. There, there were some great games. I also and, liked you know, it back. Oh, go ahead. Finish thoughts. Oh, no, 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 no. I was no, gonna say no. I also liked it back then too. Kind of like I said. I don't remember what I was talking about. I've, I know I've mentioned this before about a, uh, some other games. I think maybe the just the playoffs in general is. I I got to see guys in the Pro Bowl that I never got to see because I I didn't have yes. an NFL ticket yeah, when I was yeah. in fifth yeah, okay. grade. Yeah. So and you that like, would be the yeah. only time of the year I could yeah. see Jerry Rice or Warren Moon or whoever it was. So that's why I loved watching well, it back then. Yeah. But Brett, I don't know if you remember this. This. I think this was 95 or 96. So the Cowboys for the Pro Bowl, their helmets got lost. So Daryl Johnston had Atlanta Falcons helmet on and Michael Irvin had a Green Bay Packers helmet on at the Pro Bowl. And I turned it on and I fucking freaked the fuck out that they left the Cowboys. I mean, this is, you know, we didn't have the internet then. And, and I'm like freaking out. And then they finally in the first quarter, well, I think I you see you in Atlanta. That. You know, I forgot vice versa, that. or Irvin had the Falcons you know, helmet, or whatever. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Oh, oh. I was going to say, now that I think about it, where we're kind of waxing nostalgic for this, the 90s era time, I can kind of remember the NFL kind of taking from the steam from the dream team. And making the Pro Bowl like this is our the dream team. Like they would really kind of put a lot into it. So maybe that's kind of why we remember it like that because that we had that kind of dream team mentality that the Pro Bowl yeah, could actually could be. be like a dream team. Yeah. Well, it's mm-hmm. all-star games used to mean something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, honestly, and it's rivalries. And then like in baseball, now that you have interleague play and stuff, baseball, it was amazing. I remember in 86, you know, you got Roger Clemens against Doc Good and you know, yeah. a pitching matchup. Well, and you're like, holy shit. They should be really playing in baseball. I mean, what the, f- it's barely a sport. I mean, they don't. No, ba- baseball's around. the one all star game, would, I would say that is still. Yeah. Per- I should say legit. that baseball's good. I shouldn't make fun of baseball. I no, like it's, a, it's a good, it's a legit all star game. But it's not. Um, like because you can't ever. really not, unless you start throwing underhand 
I mean, you're, you're playing baseball. You can't really, yeah. well, the NBA one's awful. You know, yeah. it's just, no one plays D hockey. I'm glad they went to the, what, the three on three tournaments that mm-hmm. makes it a little more fun, but it's, yeah. you know, but I, did you guys like, like I'm a traditional, I like, you know, the AFC versus the NFC, you know, the West versus the East, whatever. And then when they go to these fantasy drafts and now the NBA, I know is coming back and doing it, but I didn't like it when it's like team Jerry Rice and team Andre Risen or whatever. And like all the players are so bad by then anyway, it didn't matter. You know what I mean? Like if that's a good point, I was actually thinking about a future in which the playoffs would not be the AFC versus the NFC and they'd actually seed it out. And that's what it would be. We can do polls every week like they do in college because that you know? works so well. Uh, well, <laughs> no, but oh, I mean, God. you could imagine in the NFL that they that they do like you you get seated after winning your division or the wild card, and then that's the one through whatever it is. Now. You know the I, you know the thing I don't like about that though is that there's still a lot of these traditional like the Cowboys and the 49ers playing in the playoffs. I agree. I agree. So you'd lose a lot of that. I think we get used to it. We get used to it pretty well. We would. Yeah. You know, cause that would be interesting to have the actual two best teams, not just the best team in the AFC, best team in the NFC, but, but solo, I do want to, I do got to get going. So do you want to, what are we going to do for next week? We'll do our picks for the Super Bowl, and yeah, we'll do our picks. We'll do our picks, and then Brett's got his props, and we can talk about some bets like we did last year yeah. and kind of get pumped for the Super Bowl. I love it. And, uh, yeah, nice little, you know, we won't do a long show, but it'll talk be Talk about what show. we're going to do for the Super Bowl, how we're going to yeah. watch it, all that. We did that last year, I think. Yes, that was kind of fun. Oh, we're, I'm going all. I'm going to have – actually, oh, all right. I'll save the story for next week, but <laughs> I have a very fun little tradition going. And uh, Brock and I are going to do it. So, all right. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, Solo. Thank you, Ando. Thank you, Bretto. Thank you, Maiko. Thank you, everyone, for listening around the couch. Look, I've been on the entire podcast, folks. I didn't step away to go pee-pee or anything. Wow. Here to the it's very a new end. you. I know. It's a new me. Can you hear That's me giving you a standing ovation. I don't know if you can hear uh, that. I, actual, can, but... I can hear it. I hear it in my heart. <laughs> Listen I'm giving me. you a sitting ovation. <laughs> I like that better. Is that like <laughs> farting really a lot? So you just kind of vibrate <laughs> in your chair? Brett, what are you doing? I, <laughs> I'm not congratulating you for not peeing. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> I like you, Brett. You keep me real. You keep me real, Brett. I thought Brett was going to say, when you said, Brett, what are you doing? I thought he was going to say, wait, you could hear that? all right we're out everybody have a great day night and we'll see you next week peace welcome to heath's new york